Hello, thank you for being with us here today. Today we're introducing our podcast sub-series called Methods of Divination. And in these episodes, we're going to be outlining for everyone how we receive our guidance. Some of the ways we receive our guidance will be highlighted in different episodes. And when I say guidance, I'm referring to how we're receiving messages Some of those messages come from our angels, from our guides, from departed loved ones, and from other sources that are seemingly outside of our small human perspectives. So some of the episodes you guys have to look forward to are dreams, song lyrics, synchronicity, psychic abilities, numbers, and spirit animals. And today we're going to kick off with the angel board. Um, Brandon has um, developed this skill over many years and will be speaking today about his experience with the angel board. Yeah, thanks, Sophia. So as you just mentioned, I've been doing this a long time. And there's a couple of reasons I wanted to start off this sub-series with the angel board. One of them is because the angel board is responsible for my spiritual awakening or journey or curiosity, however you want to phrase it, pretty much from the get-go. And you'll see why here in a minute. I'll tell that story. Um, And another reason is because a lot of my stories that I will be telling on this podcast in general, um, not this episode, but future episodes, they come from the angel board or incorporate the angel board, some of them. And so I want to be able to have this episode out there so I can refer people back to this episode. I want to start things off by mentioning that I wrote a book about this. It's called Angel Board Psychic. I self-published it. It's for sale on Amazon. I wrote it for two reasons. One, because it was my year one art project back when we were in the Barbara Brennan School of Healing. And two, because I am moving past the angel board. It used to be my primary method of divination. But as I go into further detail in that book, it's kind of a slow method and it takes a lot of energy. And so we're moving on. I'm, I'm personally moving on to other, other methods of divination. And I wrote this book as a way of kind of closing that chapter, although I don't know that it'll ever be closed completely. So if you've read that book, a lot of what I'm about to say comes from that book, but I'm also going to bring in new stuff. And if you're planning on reading that book or want to someday, I'm leaving a lot unsaid. So it's a short book, but still the, the majority of what's in that book will not be here on this podcast. So feel free to check it out. It's beginner friendly, but without further ado, let's move on to what I have to say here. So let's start with what a angel board is. An angel board is the term I'm using to label um, what's more basically called a talking board. It's a board, kind of like think like a board from a board game or something that has all the letters of the alphabet on it. And typically it comes with a piece called a planchette that you put your hands on and you just surrender and let spirit or however you want to call it, move your hands 
and move the planchette around the board to point to different letters to spell things out. Now, I don't use a planchette because I found that it's easier for me to just use my hands dangling in front of me. Um, it's less weight to push around. I did start with the planchette originally, but no longer use one. And so back to the name of the board. Most people in today's society, the first name they think of when they hear about talking boards is a very popular name that's kind of got this uh, this spooky essence to it, this spooky aura around it. And I'm not going to name them for a couple of reasons. The main reason is when I wrote my book, I wrote the the company who owns that board and asked if I could use their name and they said no. So I'm just going to keep myself out of any gray area of potential legal issues and not name them here, but I guarantee most of you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so the board I use is literally one of those boards and I took a Sharpie and I scribbled out the name and above it I wrote angel board. But if you look online, they actually sell beautiful angel boards. And recently I was thinking maybe I'd even paint over mine. So let's talk about this spooky aura or um, negative perception people have of this. It's, it's uncalled for. I think it's a bunch of BS <laughs> just to get straight to the point. Um, it's literally a piece of material with the alphabet on it. And if you're going to tell me because you slapped a company name on it that everyone is familiar with that all of a sudden those three things together make some magic spell of darkness and blackness, um, I don't buy it. I don't buy it because it's not my experience. Um, it's literally just that, a board with, with the alphabet on it. And so I, I used to always use a metaphor. It's the metaphor I put in my book, so I'm not going to use that metaphor here. I thought of a new one. And you could think of a million to get this point across, is that it all comes down to the intention of the user. And so the metaphor today I'm going to use is a lighter. You could say, oh, all lighters are really evil because they start fires and they can burn houses down and kill people and pets and destroy forests and animals and, and lighters are evil. Um, well, if you want to use a lighter to do all that stuff, you certainly can, but if you want to use a lighter to start a campfire or to start your stove to cook some beautiful, healthy food, you can do that too. It's the intent you put into the objects. It's not the objects itself. So that's my take on the angel board. Um, and I'm very passionate on that perspective. Uh, I guess the last thing I'll say is that if this board was so bad, then in the last, let's see, I've been using it 15 years now in the last 15 years my life would have gone um, in a negative direction rather than the positive direction that I can directly and indirectly attribute to the messages that I've got on the angel board um, the messages have come through have helped me so much in all areas of my life and that's what I go into in my book but uh, they've helped me overcome bad habits, bad perspectives, just all negative ways of living life and, and moved on to a higher life path and really uh, 
um, really guided me toward more of my greater potential and my authentic self. That's pretty much my intro with all this. Now, let's jump into story time. Let's talk about the first time that the angel board proved to me that it works. And so the story goes like this. I was 17 years old and a friend of mine told me that she was using the angel board successfully with her friends at her house. And so at the time I had had one of those angel boards in my game closet my whole life and have busted it out on numerous occasions with my brothers and nothing ever happened. And I'm just like, man, this is a rip off game. <laughs> it doesn't even work. <laughs> and so when she told me she was doing that, I was like, yeah, right. Um, those, those are, those things are just games. They don't work. And so she told me that I could come over and she'd prove it to me. And I was like, well, I guarantee you, you're not going to prove it to me, but I'll come over and hang out. Um, and you can try to show me. So I go over to her house and she takes me down into the basement and she's got this section of the basement all squared off um, with tapestries and incense and dim lit, dimly lit candles. And I'm just laughing like, whoa, this is so stereotypical. <laughs> um, okay, let's see what, what happens here. So it's, it's just me and her. And we put the board between us and we both put our hands on the planchette. And it starts telling a story. Um, we asked it, I forget what we asked it, but it starts, you know, telling us some stuff. And so I, I don't remember what it was because I immediately shut it down. And I was like, well, okay, you're just moving it around. <laughs> that's all that's happening right now. And she's like, well, ask it a question in your head. And so I was like, Okay, good idea. So in my head, silently, I asked, how did you die? And it starts answering that question. And I immediately am like, ah, I know what question I asked it. Like, I'm now I'm just subconsciously moving it around. This thing still doesn't work. And so she goes, ask it a question that you don't know the answer to, but that you can look up and confirm. So kind of with like an attitude, like, all right, board, if you're so smart, I had this flip phone at the time that stored 60 pictures in it. And all I knew was that my memory on it was full and I don't know what pictures, what, um, so I just said, I just picked a random number. I was like, all right, board, what's picture number 27. And it said a gust of smoke. And immediately I thought, huh, that's a little weird to hear the word gust. That's not a word I would have used. And I didn't think that was a word that she would have used either. Um, but I opened my phone and checked and it was my smoking pipe with a gust of smoke coming out of it. And my jaw dropped. I was like, what? I can't. There's a. I, there's nothing I can say about that. Like that just worked. Oh my God. Uh, so I was like, let me, let me do that again. And I picked a whole different number. What's picture number 12. 
and it said, a girl. And I looked and it was a picture of my friend, Abby. And that moment changed my life. I could no longer deny from any sort of reasonableness within myself that the board doesn't work. And so it's a whole paradigm shift for me. Now I'm like, all right. So apparently there's, there's intelligent consciousness that can communicate with us who isn't here in a physical body. And, uh, and that was a big one for me to digest. It was a huge shift for me at that point in my life. Uh, but really just, uh, set off my curiosity. And so that's when I started reading books and talking about it. And, uh, just, it, that's when everything, that's the moment when everything else started to unfold, put it that way. So, um, at the time I asked it, will I ever be able to use this board by myself? And it said, yes. And I said, when? And it said, in time. I'm like, all right, well, that's not really that helpful (laughs) or specific, but cool. Um, Little did I know it would be five more years before I ever got the board to work on my own. And in those five years, I tried a lot. I tried by myself. I tried with other people. Um, I'd get varying results with other people. Never got anything to work by myself. But I did a lot of reading in the meantime. And so fast forward five years, and I'm now living in Colorado and I'm into meditation pretty heavily at this point. So I was doing some Tom Kenyon meditations. And um, and I want to say, so part of what I learned through the reading and during the five years is the piece I spoke about in the beginning is that intention is huge. So I would raise my vibration through meditation. I would state my intentions out loud that this is for my highest and best and the highest and best for all. And I'm only interested in talking to beings who, who support that intention. And I would imagine white light around me. And, uh, those are the main methods of protection I was taking at the time. Um, I'd bring in some others from time to time, but I was doing all that. And one day after meditation, I pulled the board out and it started to move. And like I said, I'd tried this a bunch over the last five years. Nothing ever happened. So it's moving and I'm getting excited. And so it says, we are, and then it says, stop resisting. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, like this is just, this is crazy. Like th- this board is moving. Like someone's here talking to me. Like it's hard to relax, but okay, I'll, I'll relax. We are your spirit. And then it said, you are still resisting. And I'm like, okay, like this is just, (laughs) sorry, this is just really crazy. I'll try, like, I'll try to relax. Just took deep breaths and tried to just relax my physical body as much as I could so they could move it around. And so they continued, we are your spirit. And then it went A, L, L, 
I, and at this point I'm like, what the, all right, this thing's not working after all. Like I made this all up and it's because I was trying to guess what they were saying. At that point in my life, I'd only, only, only ever heard or said the term spirit guides. So I continued and it said A-L-L-I-E-S. We are your spirit allies. And I was mind blown because I would not have made up the word allies. That <laughs> was not part of my vocabulary or my creative imagination. Um, that's how I knew it wasn't me who, who made that up. And so that was the first day that I got it to work on my own. And it was the beginning of many. And so it was not too long after that. Um, so I was talking to my spirit allies every day. And I think it was only a matter of a few months later, one day, they said, we are your angels. And I said, okay, is this different from my spirit allies? And they said, yes. And so um, from then on, it was always my angels that I was talking to. And, uh, you know, angel board is a popular term, but that's also why I call my, my board an angel board. Um, I transitioned into talking to angels. So my book that I wrote about this, I kept beginner friendly. Um, I probably could have said a lot more, but I didn't feel ready to teach on some of the more advanced stuff. I felt confident in, in kind of presenting the stuff I did present. Um, but one of those stories that I almost put in there, but didn't is one of the stories I want to tell here now. So if you've read the book, here's some new material for you. Um, there was a time, it was a short time in my life where I was using the board to talk to different archangels. And so what would happen is I would meditate and then I would pull the board out. I'd be sitting on my bed and I would ask, I'd say my prayer of protection, do my protection. And I'd ask to only speak to one of the archangels. And as soon as I did that, I'd feel this shiver come in the back of my neck and just down my spine and then kind of through my whole body and around it. And, uh, that was the subtle feeling the kinesthetic felt sense of the archangel I was talking to that day. And so once they entered my field like that, then I would ask, who am I talking to today? And each day it was a different archangel and they'd name themselves to start the session. And it was my way, their way, our way of me getting to start to familiarize myself with the feeling of each of the different archangels. And so one of the things I find really fascinating looking back on that is now that I've been through the Barbara Brennan School of Healing, there is a technique they teach us in, they taught us in year three called spiritual surgery. When you do this technique, the guides come through the back of your neck or your fifth chakra and then down your arms to help assist with the spiritual surgery. And that's when I was like, oh my God, that's crazy because that's how I was experiencing these archangels coming to my field. They're coming in through the back of my neck. And 
you know, the, the time with the archangels was many years before I was in the Barbara Brennan school. So it was just a huge confirmation and, and way of putting two and two together. Um, that I just really found fascinating. So I'm just curious, Brandon, along your journey with the angel board, did you share your experiences with others or tell them that you were receiving these messages or having these mind blowing experiences? I imagine you would have wanted to share it with those closest with you. That's a good question. Um, no, (laughs) well, for the ones closest to me, like super close and like only a select few of those that I thought could handle it. i it's not like I told absolutely nobody, but this was something I was in the closet with for a long time. I was aware of the stigma around it, but then I reached a point where I stopped caring. I was out of the closet. Anytime I would come up in conversation, I'd speak about it. And that was another reason for writing my book because um, I do have so much to say about it that now in conversation, instead of just telling the same thing that I'm tired of hearing myself (laughs) saying to be quite frank um I can just reference them to my book that's awesome yeah and maybe you can explain to the listeners how did you find this level of trust within yourself um that you were capable of receiving these messages and also just feeling safe um, in receiving these messages from the divine because that's not something that every person is experiencing. So how did you get over that being so unique so fast? Well, first of all, I was able to trust that I was capable because it was working and proving to me that it was working continuously. I told my proof stories at the beginning, but there's many more. Um, And those are in my book. But as far as feeling safe doing it, a few things with that. I had read in one of the books that when you start, one of, one of my many spiritual books that um, that I've read, that when you start doing this, to not take it so seriously, don't put all your, um, give your life away to it, don't give your power away to it, keep your discernment, use your your intuition with what you're being told. And so literally that first day, when it worked for me on my own in Colorado, I told them, I was like, okay, sweet. This is working from here. I don't want you to say anything serious. Let's just practice and get to know each other's energy here. And so they would just say like really lighthearted stuff, um, just to practice. So I, I'd get practice. One of the messages I remember was, a guy named Brandon will go to the Olympics for snowboarding someday. (laughs) And I knew that was not serious because I wasn't trying, you know, you have to work to be an Olympic snowboarder. It's not something I was doing. Um, And they would just say other fun stuff like have fun snowboarding today. So um, I kind of just built a trust with them. But then again, the, quality of some of the messages like once I was past that phase of uh, saying non-important things one of the first things they told me was to stop smoking cigarettes Um, I assume if I was talking to some big bad evil being wishing to do me harm they probably wouldn't be giving me healthy advice like that so just uh, I mean it just proved itself to me over time that's awesome Um, I have another question. Um, I'm just curious if you ever got confirmation of who you were talking to from outside of yourself. 
Yeah, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to give too many of my stories from my book into this podcast, but yes, and that's in the book. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. So I'm also curious um, if this was working so well for you for such a long period of time while you've now gotten away from using it. Funny, because I figured when you were done with questions, that's kind of how I was going to wrap this up. So (laughs) um, basically, it's the old way, because for me, it it just takes a lot of time and energy. Like I said, I, I require myself to meditate before I use it. So that's at least 20 minutes right there. And then you sit down and you got to connect energy. Um, Oh, let me circle back around and speaking about connecting energy. Cause if you remember Sophia, there was a time I was trying to teach you how to do this and, and pretty much all that was happening was they were doing figure eights with you. Yeah. Um, and that was them getting used to your energy and you getting used to theirs, but life was busy and you just kind of fell off your practice and never developed it. But yeah. Um, yeah, definitely there's an element of getting used to the energies there. So um, back to what I was saying, I, I connect with them, which takes a couple minutes and get the the energy flowing. And then, uh, and then they just spell out like a letter at a time. So to get one sentence sometimes can take up to a half an hour. Um, and if you get something wrong and they have to swipe your hands off the board or go to no and start over, you know, that's another chunk of time and so you spend all this time and it you know it's easy but still you're sitting there for a half hour with your hands up like after a while you're just like all right i'm tired of sitting in this position you know so you've done all that and you got one sentence mm-hmm. um now as you'll see in all of the other little sub series we do on this um on our methods of divination there's much more efficient ways, um, like song lyrics, for example, uh, they can come in anywhere. I could be in public on a train with a bunch mm-hmm. of people and uh, random song lyrics drop in and I get a whole message that way uh, without having to use the angel board. But I guess that actually reminds me of one thing I do want to say is that back when the angel board was my primary method of divination... I would sometimes uh, just, if I didn't have the board with me and I was traveling, I would take a piece of paper, just any piece of paper and write the alphabet on it and then just use that piece of paper to get a message through. And one time I had one of those like flip phones with uh, the actual buttons of the alphabet on it, like teeny tiny, and I got a message to come through on that one time even. So yeah, anyways, it's just not efficient that's why yeah totally i understand i feel like you know it's something that helped you grow and you grew into other things that uh suit you better now yeah so um i guess reminds me of one more thing that uh i typically don't like to ask questions when i use the board and that's because then i'd second guess that i made up the answer and so i like to be surprised and if i sit down and just say like is there an angel here or one of my highest guides that has a message for me, please go ahead. And they say something that just surprises me. Those, I really find value in those, those methods or those messages rather. Um, and so I guess with that said, from time to time, 
um, after a good meditation, I still bust out the angel board here and there. So I use it occasionally, but it used to be a daily thing. And now it's more like a once or twice a month thing, something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. So I'm sure if any of you are interested in this topic, I've left a lot unsaid. So feel free to engage me through any personal messages with questions. I love to answer questions and talk about this. And uh, of course, I have a lot more to say more than what's on this podcast, more than what's in my book. But thank you for your time. Thank you for listening and looking forward to getting to some of the other methods of divination here soon in the future. Yeah, definitely. And thank you for explaining everything so thoroughly. Yeah, so I guess uh, to stay true to our stees here on the podcast, we got to do a soulful send-off. So... (laughs) My soulful send-off to you is that don't let anybody tell you that an angel board or talking board is bad. It's what your intention is, and if you want to connect to your guides and you're not finding any other ways, this was the first way that worked for me. It could be the first way that works for you, and through intention and and protection, you can talk to high-level beings and and through meditation, through raising your energies as well, so you can meet them. Um, that's part of it. You can you can get some life-changing guidance for yourself, and that's what this has been for me. And if any of you are jumping into exploring it for yourself, I hope that's what it is for you too. I just hit the record button again because as soon as we were done and stopped recording, I looked at the time and it was one forty-four. <laughs> no joke. And uh, that's one of the most, if not the most sacred numbers as far as uh, medical medium is concerned. And if you don't already know, we are big, big fans of medical medium and we will jump more into him and numbers in the future. But I just thought that was a cool enough synchronicity and I always like to call him out when I see him. So we'll wrap this episode up there. Okay, bye. Bye. Every week, we share our most recent divine guidance in an audio recording called Oracle Offerings. Sign up for only $5 a month at patreon.com slash aspenroots.